I know that a lot of people believe that justice is just this big thing. It's this big mountain. How am I going to move it all by myself? The challenge is that we're not doing this by ourselves. Number one, we're doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he calls us together to respond. And when we're doing our little together, it has great impact. The church uniting is a kingdom thing. It's a God thing. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast. It's a conversation about faith justice and how to help change the world. We're now in a new year and I'm sure many of us are thinking of our New Year's resolutions. Maybe some of us have 10 and maybe some of us only have one or even none because it's been a hard couple of years. But may I suggest that one of your New Year's resolutions is to come to Declaration next week. So Declaration is hosted by The Well, um, which is part of Tear Fund, and it's going to be an in-person live event all week next week in London at TBN UK Studios. And so without further ado, I would love to introduce our first podcast guest of 2023. It is going to be Leanne Jacobs, head of the African and Caribbean Engagement Team at Tear Fund. So make sure you stay listening and find out what is Declaration. Hello Leanne, it's so great to have you here. Thanks Anna, it's good to be here, finally. This is like one of my goals of the year. I'm glad that I can like assist you in that, like in football they assist the goal. <laughs> you know, World Cup fans might like that. Yeah, for those who don't know Leanne, she's just an amazing member, um, well used to be an amazing member with the youth team and she's actually coming back, which is very exciting. Um, but Leanne is currently the head of our Afro-Caribbean engagement team for Tear Fund used to be the senior relationships manager for the UK as part of We Are Tear Fund. And also in her previous time, um, she was the national youth director for the Church of God of Prophecy. So she's just phenomenal in many ways, a great friend as well, and just has a beautiful character and really just loves people compassionately. So that's what I have to say about you, Leanne. But what else would you like people to know? I don't think I can follow you because that's really kind. So thank you. I do love people like I was one of those people at school, wasn't academic, but always loved people. So knew that I'd end up in a some kind of job or role where I'm like sticking up for people or speaking for people. Like I feel like I was just always meant to be there. Um, but yeah, I'm a woman, Christian, Black, Caribbean background, um, love young people. Like young people, if you're listening to this, you guys are absolutely incredible. You're the reason why there's been many days I've not wanted to get up and I've got up because I work with young people. So yeah, I'm just I'm just someone who loves people. And I love Jaffa Cakes. That's very important. Very important. To be fair, the first time I met you, didn't it spark a big debate about like, is Jaffa Cakes a cake or a biscuit? And then everyone went round. They did. Yeah, I don't think I actually know anyone who loves Jaffa Cakes as much as you do. Neither do I. And that's that's good. I'm, I feel like I'm called to that too. But has it gone... Um, my friends who sent me this, if they're listening, I'm sorry. But for my 18th, someone gave me 18 crunchy bars because I like crunchies. But after those crunchy bars, I actually had to take like a three-year break. So have you ever had to take a break from your Jaffa cakes? I have. There was one point, probably my last year of being National Youth Director, I was doing preaching most weekends, maybe three out of four weekends, I'd be speaking at different churches. And then generally churches might get you a little gift or something to say, thank you for your time. And at one point, I think I had, 180 Jaffa cakes no in the house is that packets or is that like literal individual yeah I don't know how many packets there were but it was it was crazy people just posting me Jaffa cakes and posting them to the church office for me like that's insane I had to start giving them away so yeah I've had a short break maybe a couple of months but never years I couldn't do a year Mm. unless God was asking me to no not happening 
Wow, you need to go to your different speaking engagements. You need to be like, I really love brownies. I really love cakes. <laughs> Just change it. Or, so exactly. big, you know, I really love a car. Like, thanks Absolutely. everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you like a car. Electric, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to get to know you a bit more. So mm-hmm. what is one thing that people would be surprised about that they wouldn't yeah, know about you unless you told them? That I work for a charity. Hmm. So I feel like my background of youth makes sense to people because I've always been there. But when I, when people ask, oh, what do you do? Like strangers. And I say, I work for a charity. They, they kind of sit back like, oh. And I'm not sure why that is. Yeah. I don't know if I don't give off charitable vibes. Um, but generally, that's probably one of the things that people, and I'm, I'm always surprised that they're surprised because I'm like, you can't look at someone and tell what they do generally. So yeah, that's definitely something that surprises people. What do you think they think you do? Like a lawyer or a pop star? Maybe things, like, a lot of people have, think I'm an entrepreneur and in Jesus' name, maybe one day I will be. Yeah, um, I <laughs> I'm not necessarily passionate about business. I don't really feel like that's my skill set or my my interest or passion. Um, but people often think I'm in business. Hmm. I'm on the Lord's business. So technically, I am a businesswoman. Exactly. Everyone's a businesswoman, you know, we're all hustling in this um, cost of living crisis. (laughs) I feel like, is it a podcast in December if you don't mention the cost of living crisis? Exactly. And in that segue, Leanne, we would love to know a bit more about the well. So that Mm -hmm. is like externally what, yeah, your team's known for and the kind of things you're getting involved in. But I don't want to say what it's about. Would you be able to tell us what is the well? Absolutely. So the well is a, a platform. It's a place where Number one, people meet with the Lord, uh, like the woman at the well, the story of the woman in the well. We see that she's a woman who comes out at a certain time of the day when it's really quiet, but she meets Jesus and Jesus meets her need. Um, and she's someone who's on the fringe, on the edge of society. Um, and the well is likened to that place in the form of the well is a place where we want to unite black majority church. She's a Christian from African and Caribbean heritage um, to engage with what it looks like to look at injustice and look at the poor and how we support and see people, the poorest lift themselves out of poverty. So it's, it's like a, a meeting place, a meeting point for people of uh, African and Caribbean heritage to discuss, to pray, to raise money, to advocate. So that's what the well is. That's amazing. And did you feel like it came out of like there was a gap in churches and like church unity in the UK and you felt like you need to step in? What was the starting place? Yeah, I believe it was wanting to engage with um, the United Church. So the church is not one type of person. The church is not one colour, one creed. But actually, we saw that there was a need to engage more with um, the black majority church and Christians of Caribbean and African heritage. And so that Seth, who was the African Caribbean team leader before me, had that vision um, alongside you know some of our senior leaders and yeah, like we were challenged. They were really challenged. What does it look like to engage this particular audience? Because it's different. So the way the well explores justice is different. And that might be also because of the, the culture, the heritage, the background that we come from. So I'm a Caribbean Black woman. And the way mission is for me and what that looks like for me may be different to somebody who might class himself as British or white or middle class. So how do we explore, how can we be just if we're not trying to serve as many people as possible? And I think this helps us to, it's not the complete answer, but it helps us to dig deeper into what it looks like to serve a diverse group of people. 
So yeah, there's definitely a gap. We're definitely attempting to fill that. And it's exciting. It's an exciting place to be. Something we've not done before. The well is a year old. So it's still really new. Um, but it's an exciting place to be, definitely. I think those are such important questions about like how can we truly be just if we're not including everyone. So and thanks for unpacking a bit of when that might look like mission. Because I know sometimes people talk about like in environmental climate circles, you know, mm-hmm. so like white middle class to be vegan in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like what does it look like to talk about justice where culture and heritage are included as well. So there are other as well, pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> other... We do it all the time. We'll say, well, 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 or it is well. The well is well. All is well. Like, honestly, it could go on forever. Yeah, to be honest, you have like your own worship songs already set up. Absolutely. Um, just play them in the background of your, <laughs> your events and stuff. So you talk about like reframing mission. Are there other mm-hmm. kind of justice issues that you're looking to reframe or to yeah bring a different perspective that includes Black majority churches in it? Oh, so much. And it's it's such an interesting conversation because um, I can speak to a bishop or a pastor of like a well-known church. I'm in Birmingham, so let's use that for an example. And I can I have met with um, bishops, for example, and said, you know, what do you do for mission? And they will often talk about um, sending barrels. So the congregation essentially would collect a range of things that um, a community might need and will send like huge barrels with amazing goods and things that they might need over as well as going over and doing like humanitarian work and, and things like that I guess where the well fits in and I guess where we might look at things different is that we are trying to look at something that's sustainable so our approach is we don't go into like save people it's not us going to do mission and do justice but actually when people who are the poorest in our world have access to what they not just need but deserve and like absolutely deserve they can do the things that they want to do they can live in the freedom and the liberty that God wants for them and so the conversation is challenging sometimes because churches are doing a great job but we want to invite them into what that looks like long term so how how are people able to lift themselves out of poverty for example we have self-help groups um, and I, pr- I think we'll probably touch on it a little bit later. The idea of in communities, there's self-help groups that help finance each other's businesses. They take out small loans, they save together so that they can start start businesses and have money for themselves and their family and their community. In the Caribbean African backgrounds, we've been doing that for years. So in the Caribbean, we call it partner and people still do it now. So I'm part of a partner now. We save together um, and it's really, really good. And in other African cultures, it's called susu. And so that could be that be familiar for people. But there's ways that we can be using what we've already known and already been exposed to to help our citizen brothers to lift themselves out of poverty. And so that is an exciting conversation. That's just one of the ways. It's the way that one of the ways that we do at the well, engaging people in that kind of conversation feels a little bit different and feels like there is a gap of what does this look like long term because that's really important like we're not saviors we are not the saviors of this thing and the moment we think we are we're in trouble yeah I mean everything you're saying is just so powerful and challenging I think even that on like we don't want to create a dependency where we always need to exist like even just as tier fund as a whole mm-hmm. we want to make sure that people are empowered and supporting themselves so that long term there isn't this kind of dynamic of like people going to help or 
you know, yeah. we need to be the justice people like in the UK because everyone's engaging in it. Yeah. And I love what you said about just it being collective, like in those groups where you're all saving together, mm-hmm. just doing it as one. Um, and I know that something that you really bring is that church unity. We'd love to hear more of your heart for like how churches, when they do come together as a collective, like the power that that brings rather than doing it separately. Now it's just bringing that strength of what does that look like to do it all together? Yeah, great question. Um, I remember, I don't know if it was Seth's actual quote, but Seth, who used to work for us, um, used to say that the Black Majority Church is a sleeping giant. Um, it's the fastest growing church in the UK. Mm. And so to not be engaging this group of people is crazy, um, yeah. is the first thing I want to say. Um, <laughs> I think the powerful thing, we know that like unity is strength. When people come together and do things, powerful things happen. We see all throughout the Bible where people come together and we see God move, we see um, things change, whether that's in, you know, government and politics, whether that's, you know, people going on fasting in the book of Esther, like we see when people get together, you can do amazing things. The power of the numbers and the power of the community coming together is that, number one, it takes humility to work together so it takes mm-hmm. humility to share knowledge. It takes humility to step back and to allow maybe another church to, to lead on something or to put forward an idea that's a bit different to yours and might feel a bit uncomfortable. But when we're together, we have the wealth of experience, knowledge, prayers, m- finance, because we know that money talks and it is important. Um, and why would we not want to have that together? So I believe that unity is what will push us to make significant impact. And also, um, I know that a lot of people believe that justice is just this big thing. It's this big mountain. How am I going to move it, you know, all by myself? But that's the, the, the challenge is that we're not doing this by ourselves. Number one, we're doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he calls us together to respond. And when we're doing our little together, it has great impact. So I really believe that. The church uniting is like a, it's a kingdom thing. It's a God thing, not just like a good thing, as we like to say in Yang. It's not just a good thing. It's a God thing for us to be mm. together and respond to what God is saying that we should be doing to, to love our sisters and brothers and see them living um, a life of liberty that they, I said it before, that they deserve. Mm. Like, yeah, it just, I'm just thinking, as I'm talking, I'm just thinking how, sad isn't the word it's a poor word how it must break if if it upsets me to think what some of our sisters and brothers are going through how much more the lord who created them and loves them as much as he loves us to see that they are pushed to the edges and not advocated for not treated in the way that he desired them to be treated it's just yeah it is heartbreaking it is and it makes me feel more like I want to get involved because I can see how much you care about it and I guess it's in the same way like the more we learn God's heart about things the more we're then moved to do it because we want to like reflect God um and also what you're saying about like as they deserve that's just such an important part of the justice conversation of the Mm -hmm. fact that we're at this position where like so many millions are in poverty but others Mm -hmm. like say in the UK are in this privileged position like that is so unfair and so unjust in itself Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the world is so important in bringing that power dynamic and trying to see that equalise um, and trying to bring a conversation that does change it. And it's it's a story of restoration. You can only restore something that someone's already had. So everything that we've been invited to into by the Lord is to help people have what's already theirs. 
Mm. Like that's what God intended for them to have, whether it's finances, whether it's access to, you know, clean water or whatever it is, it's already something God has given to them. Mm. And we're part of the restoration plan to bring it back to them. That's what I'm saying. They deserve it because it's theirs. Restoration mm. is, do you know what I mean? It's, it's about giving yeah. back something. So it's all, they're already entitled to it. It's just that, unfortunately, the systems and the structures that create injustice prevent them from like having it. And so we're just part of that journey of, we're like that transit van just trying to get it to them because it's already theirs. It's written for them to have it. So it's it's more important than people might even think. Um, mm. Yeah, that's just a little side. I know, it's so key. And it's reminding me of like, as Tiffan, we always say like, Jesus came, John 10, 10, to give life and life to the full. Mm-hmm. But that isn't just after death, like in heaven, we're all happy in eternity. Like Jesus wants that for each person now. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like when we're bringing in justice? So yeah, that's so important, Leanne. As the world's just a year old, I would love for people listening just to find out more about it. What does it look practically? What are the different mm. things you have going on? And no one of them is awakened. So yeah, Leanne, will you just take us through what does the well awakened look like? So we have awakened our um, one of our products, which is is incredible. It's two parts. The first part is the awakened speaker program, where people can um, sign up, register their interest to go and speak on our behalf. So they get speak we get a lot of speaking engagements and they will go on behalf of the well and just share with churches uh, what we're doing why we're doing it and how people can partner with us and get involved so that's really exciting so please visit our website if you would love to be a part of that the second part of awaken is regular giving so people um can partner with us um by giving 10 pound a month to a self-help group across the across the caribbean and, and africa and we have now supported over 29,500 low-income families um, who now have access to final financial services through self-help groups. So when people give from £10 a month, they're supporting and enabling these um, self-help groups to start, which is incredible. And there's a lady called Elima, and recently a team of Senior African and Caribbean leaders from London visited Ethiopia to explore Tear Fund's work in self-help groups. Um, and they were introduced to a lady called Elima, um, who would join a self who had joined a self-help group after observing the difference they had made in her community and to its members. When Elima joined, uh, her family and her were desperate and had very little money to sustain themselves. When the church leaders met Elima, um, she'd been a member of the self-help group for many, many years and now owned her own spice company, uh, which traded in the centre um, of, of Addis Ababa. Alima's husband had retired from the police force and they had brought a shop for him to sell electrical goods. Uh, the team that visited were amazed to hear the story and how she'd got through and how she had started her business. And through the local self-help group, Alima had taken like her last jar of oil saving two pence a month by faith in partnership with others in her self-help group. And she started pouring into every jar that she could find. And that's just one example of somebody who has joined a self-help group and been able to start a business and lift themselves out of poverty. She was able to retire her husband. That's amazing. So yeah, it's exciting to hear how Awakened impacts people across uh, the diaspora. That is so amazing that £10 a month supports 29,584 low-income families who will be part of self-help groups. I mean, you know, £10 could get me maybe like three coffees Mm -hmm. and 
that just benefits myself but mm-hmm. 10 pounds going into a weekend could you know benefit a whole community of people Absolutely. also love the women's empowerment of retiring her husband that's great if you're interested in giving 10 pounds a month to a weekend and also as part of the well we'll drop that link below as well um because ah, there we go as well another pun <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy you're probably so tired of it because people I'm, I'm actually not you. really funny This is my first time being punny with the well as language. So. And you're doing well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, 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 I'll go on to my next topic. <laughs> We need to start. Um. So the other very, very, very exciting thing that's coming up a lot sooner is declaration in January. Yes. So We Are Tier Fun is going to be part of some after parties, 9 to 9.30 p.m. Yes. Um, from the 9th to 13th of January. Um, but that probably doesn't fully make sense unless you find out what declaration is. So Leanne, take it away. What is the excitement that declaration holds? Declaration is our national week of prayer. So we start the year. What better way to start the year than to be praying and seeking God and spending time refocusing and getting ready for the rest of the year. So as you said, from the 9th to the 13th, uh, we have a week of prayer and it starts start the day with prayer of course um from seven till eight there's morning prayer hosted by a range of leaders and pastors and influencers and ministers and artists um from the black majority church space so that's daily from seven till eight a.m then in the afternoon we have theology workshops lunchtime theology workshops hosted by philip powell from tier fund and reverend david chisanya who is very well known in the black majority church there's going to be a host of voices from the global south from the uk young people it's just going to be powerful we're going to be looking at different elements of justice what that means for our every day how we can make an impact so you do not want to miss that they're on zoom and morning prayer is on facebook And then in the evening, we have live shows at TBN UK. So we've partnered with TBN UK, which is very excited for the third time to put on a live show. So it'd be worship, prayer, um, and the prayer will have like national as well as local focuses based on the themes that we have going throughout the week. Um, we have the word, and then we're going to have a celebration. So it is going to be incredible. And also, if you want for the first time we're having a live audience Whoa. because of covid we could never we couldn't do it before but we thank god that this time we can so if you'd like to be it is free so if you'd like to come along and be a part of the live audience yeah the link is on our website or on the tbn uk website so you'd be able to do that and it is free which is wonderful we that also so one more thing we have a new version devotion that people can follow throughout the week based on all of our um themes so if you guys want something to just help you focus you're praying for the day for the week please go on to you version and uh, type in declaration 2023 and yeah it will be there for you so that is what declaration is wow that is such an amazing week just jam-packed full of things um, yeah from well jam-packed full of amazing events whether that's theology worship prayer and I know that everyone who's lined up to either be speaking praying worshiping leading the team behind it are all excellent so genuinely it's one free but two it's very very excellent and also like normally you'd have to pay for a theology mm-hmm. series or something but the fact that this is on justice on faith and on the new year and like pointing yourself in the right place mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just so generous of you all to put that on so I'm going to be there I'll be getting stuck into absolutely You're very involved Anna <laughs> yeah as should everyone listening as well make sure you yeah. try and check out at least one thing um mm-hmm. that week 
the only thing is some people might be thinking okay some people in the church the prayer warriors Mm -hmm. and maybe they might feel like oh they're just the people who serve in a different way or prayer Mm -hmm. isn't their gifting you know I think sometimes there's a bit of like a joke in church like some people have that direct line to God and other people it takes longer to get there and yeah. um, so I'd love to just know why do you enjoy praying do you have any testimonies or stories of God moving in that place mm-hmm. just so that people can know that their prayers will make a difference as well this January yeah. that's good um basically you should start your day and end your day in prayer like what I love about praying number one is that I know that God listens. I can access him at any time. I don't need Wi-Fi. I don't need data. I don't need my battery charged. I just need to call his name and he's there. Sometimes I can't even call his name because sometimes life is challenging and I don't necessarily have the words to say, but he understands like he understands me. He understands my tears. He understands my words when they don't make sense. He's just amazing at understanding what's going on. Prayer humbles you because you bring everything to God and you're saying to God like I need you in this like this I lift this up to you and I need you in this it takes humility to do that it takes humility to say God I can't do this without you and I love that because it just keeps me really grounded and focused I love that when I pray I feel lighter like there's days where I'm so overwhelmed and actually it's probably because I haven't prayed or I haven't prayed properly I I don't mean like oh thank you Lord for waking up this morning I mean like really spending time with the Lord properly and so yeah it just it's just powerful like how can you be close to God if you don't talk to him it doesn't make sense like of any friend if you don't spend time and talk to them and get to know them properly and listen because praying is also about listening you can't be close to God so I love that when I'm praying I'm close to God and how have I seen prayers answered where 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 do you want me to start? Where do you want me to start? Because there's there's multiple things. There's one that sticks out, and this is this is more so about money. So I remember my parents sharing a story with me. Um, we were quite poor growing up, and they were definitely poor. From like my parents from Jamaica came over here, um, and they would say they had quite a poor upbringing. And my parents decided they were going to start a business. And for this particular business, you needed a license. And the license was, let's say, £112, which back in the day was a lot of money. It's probably still a lot of money now. But back in the day, it was a lot of money. And they didn't have it. They didn't have the money. And they would pray and they would pray and they would pray. And one day, my dad was walking down the road, uh, stopped at a bus stop and saw an envelope. And he opened the envelope and there was £112 in there. No way. (laughs) Like... Things like that, where you're just like, this is too accurate to not be a God thing. He said he looked around, like there was no one there. It was just, the envelope was just there. Um, Another example that I can give, when I was younger, I, long story short, when I was younger, I caught a really bad infection and it meant that it was like in my scalp and I lost all my hair. It was awful. As a young girl, it was awful. And um, they basically were saying to, I had to take like eight tablets a day. They were saying that my hair wouldn't grow back. Like it was, it was really, really bad. And I remember like being in my bed and crying my eyes out. My parents came in um, and like, I don't think I've ever heard my parents pray like that ever. And within weeks, my hair just started to grow back. Like in the follicles that were like, they were scabbed over. Like how it happened, I don't know. 
but my hair physically just started to grow back and I was I was healed um completely no more tablets like nothing and I saw that to say like thank god for like praying family and stuff but prayer changes things and those are like two really you know close to heart examples I could give a thousand more but prayer does it and like it does change things so I encourage you it's not about how you pray it's not about when you pray just pray just talk to the Lord the more you do it the more comfortable you get the more closer to the Lord you feel and the more you want to do it just start somewhere yeah and you're definitely someone who has always shown me that you pray in the highs and lows and whatever's going on um, you just keep going in that and I love that it's not about a formula you know there isn't that direct line there isn't like the special thing to say but it is just about choosing God again like every day and being yeah. like I'm here you're here like what do we want to do about that yes um, I love that you're here I'm here God let's go well you know just came now but if anyone <laughs> wants to say that's their friends you're here, I'm here what do we want to do about it <laughs> I love that well, Leanne, you are an amazing, um, yeah, woman, a woman of faith, a leader, a Christian leader, um, a justice leader as well. And we could have had you on to talk about any topic, but thank you for sharing about the well. Um, and just to kind of end on, yeah, that note of prayer, would you mind praying for everyone listening? Yeah, for their justice journey and whatever comes to mind. I would love to pray. So thank you, Lord, so much um, for this time that Anna and I have had to share with your children about justice, about the well, about prayer. Yeah, Lord, you're just so awesome. And I just pray, Lord, for all our listeners. I pray, Lord, that you will just reveal yourself to them. I pray, Lord, that as they're listening, you will draw closer to them, that they'll feel your presence with them right now. I pray, Lord, for any young person listening that feels like they're struggling to pray and struggling to connect with you. God, would you just break through those barriers and those boundaries Would you help them to know that even if it's one word, that you are listening, that you are there, you are very present and you will never leave them. So I thank you for um, our listeners. I thank you, God, for their passion for justice. Even if it feels small right now, it's something that you can be um, growing in them. So would you just continue to birth um, justice passions in people's hearts? Would you give people the courage and the boldness to advocate for those who may not feel like they have a voice for themselves? I pray, God, you'll give people Um, wisdom and discernment to know when to say when to act what to do god that you will lead and guide and direct your children but i thank you for this podcast would you bless it would you help it to reach uh, ears that need to hear it i thank you for anna for all of the team and for what you're doing in the together podcast and so we lift it up to you we say thank you in jesus name amen 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 well, Leanne, it's been an absolute delight and I'm looking forward to seeing you at Declaration this January. I'll make sure to drop all the links that you need to know in the bio. Yes, thank you. So for those of you listening who can get to London next week, we would love to see you there at Declaration. If not, tune into our Instagram lives every evening from the 9th to 13th of January at 9pm on our Instagram channel at We Are Tear Fund. We promise you will not regret hanging out with us. We will be back again next month with another episode. If you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at We Are Tear Fund. Also, we would always love a cheeky rating out of five of how you found the podcast.